Hi, I'm Yusuf Zin. My latest TVO Today podcast is on how a Canadian ends up in a Chinese prison, and if he's even alive. Listen and subscribe to Extradition. Available now, wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to a TVO podcast. Hi, Karina. Hey, Pippa. So today we've got another mini episode for you about one of our favorite subjects to talk about, language of the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's jump in. Today we're looking at the word meme. Meme. Pippa. For people who might not spend much time online, who? <laughs> who? Who is that? I don't know. How would you describe an internet meme? Okay, this is actually a little bit tricky, hey? Mm -hmm. Broadly speaking, on the internet, memes are content that goes viral. So that could be a video, it could be a GIF, it could be anything that is widely shared, right? But when I use the word meme in, like, my life, I feel like I'm mostly talking about that format where there's an image with text overlaid to make a point. Me too, yeah. Um, Karina, now it's your turn to try to describe something visual. Can you describe for us your favorite meme? Yes, I can. I'm going to I'm going to I have it on my phone. Okay, okay. Karina's passing me her favorite meme. It says <laughs> <laughs> It's relevant. <laughs> Actually, it is really good. I can I can explain it. So what it is is it's a <laughs> This is gonna be really fun for other people to listen to. <laughs> it's a billboard kind of ad thing uh-huh. with three women laughing and enjoying ice cream yeah. together. And then there's an actual child <laughs> sitting next to the ad uh-huh. also eating an ice cream looking at the women laughing and the caption says this is how i feel when i'm listening to a podcast i love that's that's pretty good that's it a, is how i a feel a pretty meta example that you chose yeah thank that's you pretty great so the origin of the word meme isn't from the internet at all the word meme was actually coined in 1976 by the evolutionary biologist richard dawkins Richard Dawkins, who is also famous as an atheist. Right. He had this huge book called The God Delusion. Yes, he did. So back in 1976, Dawkins wrote a book called The Selfish Gene. Mm -hmm. And in it, he wrote that human culture uh, was replicating its ideas through a process that was a lot like evolution. Okay. But he needed a new word to call that process. So he used to play on the Greek word mimeme, which means imitation, and shortened it to come up with meme. And meme is also helpful because it sounds like gene, the sort of like evolutionary right. yeah. Uh, counterpoint. Yeah, yeah. That's the comparison that he's making. Yeah. Like genes, ideas that copy themselves and go through this process of natural selection. Right. And certain ideas catch enough attention to survive in human culture over time. That makes sense. So... His meaning of meme, though, is a lot broader than the internet memes that we're talking about now. Right. So Dawkins originally defined the word meme as a unit of cultural transmission or imitation. So it's, like you were saying, obviously a super broad range of ideas Mm -hmm. from things like nursery rhymes and jokes to trends in fashion and music, all the way up to really weighty stuff like believing the earth is round or... The concept of God. The concept of God being a meme. Yeah. 
That's pretty funny to think about. For Dawkins, a meme just needs to be an idea with a bit of complexity that has stuck around. And like you mentioned natural selection. So the ideas that stick around are the ones that are like really good at getting themselves copied. Mm -hmm. And originally that copying would have been stuff like mimicry or word of mouth. Now with the internet, we have ideas in meme form that can get passed around very widely and very quickly. I wonder how Dawkins feels about his idea being used for internet memes. Actually, I have the answer to that because in 2013, Wired asked him that question and he said, the meaning is not that far away from the original. It's just anything that goes viral. And the word viral itself is so bang on here because Mm -hmm. like meme, it's a metaphor that references biology and the internet. Yes. (laughs) And like ideas can either spread through positive or negative reproduction or infection. Like the meme for CPR or making fire, like big, important, positive ideas. But memes can also be negative ideas that catch on, like racist myths or stereotypes. And Dawkins actually has gotten himself into hot water for putting religion into the camp of negative memes. Uh, He said that religious ideas spread like viruses of the mind. So we've talked about Dawkins' version of the word meme, but Mm -hmm. how did it cross over to the internet meme? Okay, according to internet linguist Gretchen McCullough, we should credit this guy named Mike Godwin for the first time that the meme concept jumped over to the internet. So in 1994, Godwin wrote an op-ed for Wired called Meme Counter Meme. And in this article, he details how he intentionally spread a meme online called Godwin's Law. Have you heard of Godwin's Law before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing where every conversation on the internet, if it goes on long enough, will eventually get to a comparison to Hitler or Nazis or the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. It's actually really accurate if you hang out online at all. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so Mike Godwin saw this phenomenon happening and he thought, This is trivializing the real Holocaust, right? And so he developed this Godwin's Law, and he called it a meme and intentionally planted it around the internet to see if it would spread. Right. Uh Um, Side note, I want to share something that I learned in my research for this. Uh So you've all heard of the graphics interchange format, GIF, which I pronounced earlier in this episode as GIF. GIF. So Steve Wilhite, the man who is credited with inventing the GIF, says that it should be pronounced GIF. No. No. I can't. I, I can't. It doesn't make any sense. Graphics. Because... Hard G. Yes. And, like, in response to the interview in which he said that, the internet kind of piled on and totally agreed with us. So, anyway, back to memes. Not that long into the internet's history, we started getting the memes that we mentioned before. So that's the still image with the text, right? So early ones, this was actually really fun, nostalgic history to go down. So think about like lolcats. Remember like I can has cheeseburger? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then like epic fail memes. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you remember there being like millions of Chuck Norris memes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's uh, obviously Grumpy Cat. Mm, who died this year. I saw that. Yeah. So why do we do this? Why do we meme? Why do we meme? (laughs) I want to know. I feel like it's a really concise way to get across a point, right? Mm -hmm. You're making like a shorthand for a common language that you're developing. I think that it's nice in that you can have this visual joke and it's shared 
with thousands or hundreds of thousands or even millions of people and everyone gets it. Like it's this shared language of references that really lands. Yeah, like that instantaneous humor that's like built to be relatable, mm -hmm. I think is really powerful. Yeah. One thing that I found really interesting is that memes are an example of something called multimodal grammar. Uh-huh. So that's when you're using many modes to communicate, like words and images, or even the position of the text on an image. Yeah, I totally feel like sometimes a meme can have like a rhythm to it. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yes, like, exactly. Like the distracted boyfriend one, where one. It, it matters the position of the text on the page, and it, it has a sort of like gestural, yeah, rhythm. Uh, for people who don't have that image jumping to their minds, the distracted boyfriend meme is one where it's like this stock photo of a man. He's holding hands with his girlfriend, but he's looking over his shoulder to check out a passing woman. And the girlfriend's watching and she's angry. And so you'll put text on the girlfriend, the passing woman, and the guy. As if this guy is choosing this passing woman over something that would be better for him. Yeah. That's kind of the, the gist. Wow. I feel like we're killing all these memes by explaining them so thoroughly. Yeah. The humor is really <laughs> not really, translating to audio. Just, we're just smashing the funny flat in these memes, but it's hard to talk about them in a podcast. It sure is. Okay, one reason I wanted to talk about memes for the show is because memes have a real political power. Mm. I feel like in my experience on the internet, thinking back to like those older memes, the early days of memes felt very much like a form of expression for... Kind of like that nerdy white boy, hmm. sort of like gamer culture. Sometimes they had like a sexist bent to them. Sure. And then nowadays, I feel like memes are a form of expression of a huge range of voices. Like I'll follow a social justice meme accounts. I'll follow like fat activist meme accounts. There's so many different people who are using this viral, concise way to share their perspective. Right. So if we're talking about political memes, we'd be remiss not to mention Pepe the Frog. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, uh, it's a green cartoon frog with a big red mouth. Um, <laughs> looks kind of smug or sad, depending. So Pepe the Frog was originally a character from a comic series called Boys Club made by this guy Matt Fury in 2005. So after he made this comic, images of Pepe circulated on the internet and kind of went viral when celebrities started tweeting Pepe memes. So like... One time Katy Perry tweeted a crying Pepe when she had Australian jet lag and Nicki Minaj Instagrammed this image of Pepe in like this really <laughs> provocative pose <laughs> and said me on Instagram for the next few weeks trying to get my followers back up. So like people are sort of like playing with this cartoon frog meme. But in October of 2015, Donald Trump tweeted an image of Pepe with his hair style standing at the presidential podium. And this tweet is sort of credited with Pepe the Frog going from like a harmless joke to being associated with Trump, white nationalism, and now it's a racist alt-right image. Mm, yeah, it's a pretty dramatic arc. Yeah, and this is funny. Matt Fury, the original cartoonist, he's tried to, he's tried to reappropriate Pepe. <laughs> <laughs> so at one point he sued Infowars for using his image. Oh. In one cartoon he released, Pepe is killed off. So he's sort of trying to, to mm. kill it. And um, and I also saw a Kickstarter campaign he started called Save Pepe, where he's trying to resurrect the frog as a symbol for acceptance, peace, and love. I think it's a bit too far gone at this point. What would it feel like to be Matt Fury and see something that you drew memeing and evolving 
into this racist symbol. Yeah, it must feel awful. Suck. That but, suck. Yeah, I don't think you can pull that one back. And another one I found, and this one is pretty interesting. I learned that. Do you know the texts from Hillary meme? No. You don't? No. So texts from Hillary might be familiar if I describe it. She's sitting on a jet and she's typing away on her Blackberry or her phone. Uh-huh. And she's wearing sunglasses. No, you don't know this one? No. This is surprising to me. <laughs> it went so viral that it has been credited with sparking the State Department's inquiry into her email habits. No. Yeah. Really? Because of this image was memed and went so viral. But yeah, so like it can seem very trivial, but obviously it can spiral into a huge thing. Yeah. And then some people will argue that using memes politically in this way really reduces our ability to have nuanced discussions. Okay. Like in one meme, you can mock or dismiss an argument without really engaging with it or dealing with the nuances of what people are saying. Totally. And I've seen like on websites like Reddit or 4chan, memes are a part of a force that can kind of indoctrinate or radicalize people Mm -hmm. into a certain way of thinking politically. It's a tool, right? And a tool can be used by any group. Like I mentioned before, I follow a lot of like social justice meme accounts on Instagram. And often you can see like a really well-made point go viral. And I think it's this really effective way to use humor to make a point or get a perspective out there, right? Mm -hmm. Especially because people always like to say that that progressives or people on the left wing don't have a sense of humor. (laughs) Which we all know is wrong. (laughs) After we have killed memes. After we've just spent the last 10 minutes explaining jokes. (laughs) (laughs) One thing we've learned today is that memes do not translate to audio. But I think it's still a cool word to talk about. I hope you do too. (laughs) Thanks for listening.